0: Good morning. morning. Welcome to Stony Brook Church. This truly is the day that God has given to us. We are so glad that you have joined us for worship online and here in person, especially if you're visiting with us today. I am Pastor David Hoffman. On behalf of the entire staff, including our preacher for the day, our new associate, Pastor Clara Kwan, I welcome you to worship. As we begin our time together, we would like to know that you are worshiping with us, and we invite you to fill out your connection card. You'll find the connection card in your bulletin or online at stonybrook.church. Our online host will be putting the link there for you uh, for your use. This is a chance for you to register your attendance with us and share prayer concerns with us, and we would be honored to pray for you um, this week couple announcements as you're filling out your connection card the first is our boom at the brook which is Stony Brooks own fourth our own 4th of July celebration that will take place this Friday beginning at six o'clock you can join us in the front parking lot for food fellowship floats the root beer kind and fireworks. And our ASP mission team will be selling food uh, for a donation to raise money for their upcoming mission opportunity. Uh, There'll be festive games, crafts, and activities for the entire family, as well as a concert from the newly formed Big Walnut Big Band under the leadership of our own uh, Kelly Shellhammer. So you won't want to miss that almost inaugural performance of that band. Bring your own comfortable seating for the parking lot. And our, if you've never been here for the, uh, the Gehanna fireworks, our parking lot is an excellent viewing place um, and there's food and access to restrooms. So we invite you to that opportunity. Friends and neighbors are welcome. Fireworks begin at 10 p.m. I want to thank all of our volunteers and families that made our Vacation Bible School um, this past week a success. Over 100 children and 44 volunteers braved the heat to make waves. And everyone learned last week that God has created us for a purpose, and with God's help, we can make waves to change our community and to change our world. I want to thank Kristen Frederick and her team of volunteers for making uh, that a success. If you participated in any way either helping to lead or provided things uh, from behind the scenes, raise your hand this morning and let's thank everyone. Thank you. <laughs> our Bridge and our SBY youth uh, students will be meeting at the Westerville Golf uh, Center for Mini-Golf on July 10th uh, from 4 to 6. If you'd like more information, we invite you to contact Jason Sheldon. I invite Sandy Warner, our chairperson for our staff, Pastor parish Relations Committee, to come forward to officially welcome Pastor Clarita to Stony Brook. You all are going to get tired of seeing me up here.
1: <laughs> um, but this morning, we'd like to officially welcome Pastor Claire. You've been hearing a lot about her for the last six weeks or so, and she's finally here in, in the flesh. Um, and we want to welcome her with the presentation
0: of the Stony Brook, Brook tree that you've all, hopefully everyone has put their thumbprint inside that Pastor Claire will be able to hang in her office. And For those of us who are in person today, uh, there is a reception immediately following worship um, outside of Wesley Hall uh, where you can welcome um, and get to know Clara better. Friends, you'll find these and many more announcements in the life and ministry of our church in your bulletin this morning. This truly, again, is the day that God has made. I invite us now to center our hearts and minds for worship. invite you to stand in body or in spirit to join with me in this morning's call to worship. Early in his ministry, Jesus called his disciples. Jesus us out and called to us. He saw Simon and called him Peter. Jesus sees us and calls us by name. Hear his voice that bids us to come and follow him. We boldly obey and accept our identity in Jesus Christ. Let us continue our worship by singing together all hail the power of Jesus' name. Friends, I invite us now to enter into a time of prayer. Let us pray. O God, in whom our lives find meaning, by whom our very lives are sustained, we offer you our praise and thanksgiving. For you alone are the creator of the universe and the sustainer of our lives. Before this world existed, you were God. Before time began, you were God. And we confess that such greatness is beyond our knowing. But you have chosen to know us, to call us by name, to love us and care for us, to become as we are, to suffer the pain that we feel. It is a wonder and, and a mystery, and while we cannot prove to understand it all, we give thanks for your grace. But there are some, some who, for whom the mystery of life has turned dark and threatening. Some wonder why in a world able to sustain us all they go hungry. Some are locked into a cycle of poverty or failure, and they wonder if they will ever escape. Some suffer, suffer from illness, suffer in body and spirit, and suffer the pangs of fear and the persistent pain of worry. Some suffer the agony of questions for which there are no answers. For these, O God, we pray. And we confess, O God, that sometimes we have tried to offer answers that were too easy rather than to live with the uncertainty of questions. Forgive us when we try to reduce you to something more manageable than mysterious. Forgive us when we try to fit you not in our lives rather than finding our lives in you. Heal us, restore us, forgive us, so that we may sing your praises, O God of grace. We ask that you place place your blessing of peace upon each one of us. And, O God, hear our prayers of concern and our praise this day, especially those concerns that lie heaviest upon our hearts. Oh God, in in this yet another time of division, remind us, remind us of our responsibility and our duty to care for all, especially the vulnerable and those on life's margins. Remind us that each one of us is created in your image and that all the women in our lives and in your world deserve the same respect, equity, access, and justice that we expect for ourselves. Forgive us, O God, when we whittle down arguments into right or wrong without considering relationships and the complexity of life. Be with us, guide us, and make us your witness of love, grace, and acceptance in this world. And, oh God, we ask that your spirit surround Pastor Clara as she boldly proclaims your word. We thank you that you are a God who knows exactly what we need and has given us your spirit to guide us. And now, O oh God, listen, as, as we are bold to join our hearts and our voices together, praying the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples as we practice the unity that God would have. As we pray together, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. I invite us now to hear this gift of music as it comes to us from a a mother and son. Thank you.
2: The scripture lesson this morning comes from the Gospel of John, from chapter 1, verses 35 to 42. The next day, John again was standing with two of his disciples, and as he watched Jesus walk by, he exclaimed, look, here is the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him say this, and they followed Jesus. When Jesus turned and saw them following, he said to them, what are you looking for? They said to him, Rabbi, which translated means teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, come and see. They came and saw where he was staying, and they remained with him that day. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon. One of the two who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his brother Simon and said to him, we have found the Messiah, which is translated anointed. He brought Simon to Jesus, who looked at him and said, You are Simon, son of John. You are to be called Cephas, which is translated Peter. The word of God for all of God's people. Good morning. It is good to be here with you all in the flesh, and I am ready to join you all in this journey that we call faith. If it isn't obvious already, I am the new associate pastor appointed to serve you all here at Stony Brook. I am super excited. I am Reverend Clara Hannah Kwan. And I share with you my name, not only to introduce myself, but that is what my sermon is about this morning. It is about names. Names, for me, have always held a very sacred significance, because the name that we want to be called is the same as being seen and heard. It is the same as recognizing the human value and dignity and the inherent uh, imago Dei that we are created in. And so for some, a name is simply a name, something nice uh, to call ourselves, maybe something nice to call our baby, uh, making sure that it's not a name that they'll be made fun of when they're older. (laughs) For others of us that grew up in the East Asian culture, such as myself being born to immigrant Korean parents, giving a name is more solemnly considered. The characters written in the mother tongue carry with it a meaning, a hope, a blessing for the child's future. And so, for my parents who were Christians, they gave me and my sisters names from the Bible. And so, my Korean name, which is Hanna or Hannah, is it, the Korean characters in and of itself doesn't have a meaning, but the name Hannah, which is from Hebrew scriptures from the Bible. Hannah does have a meeting. In fact, the importance of names is seen all throughout the Bible, even from page one. Whenever you read the Bible, I encourage you when you come across a name to look it up. And I guarantee you that you will learn something new as you discover the meaning of that name, as you discover who that character is. For example, in the beginning there was Abram, which means exalted father. And so when you read about this character, Abram, you should already be thinking two things. One, why was he exalted? What did he do? And then second, that he's a father. So that means his son must also be important as well. And then God changes Abram to Abraham. Ham meaning nations. And so God has called Abraham because God has created him to be the father of many nations. And through this one man, God will bless the whole world. Another example is God changes the name of Jacob. Jacob, which originally meant deceiver, and God changed his name to Israel, which means one who struggles with God. Again, God had created uh, Jacob to be someone who will bring about God's blessing to the world. And so Israel, both the man and the people, will learn alongside God, or in other other words, struggle with God, as they figure out exactly how to bless the world. And if you haven't figured out the pattern, here it is. God changes the names of those whom he has called. Not to erase us, but to make us fully into who God created us to be. God names us as a fulfillment of of God's calling upon our lives. And so we come back to our scripture text this morning where we find Jesus. Jesus sees Simon and then names him Peter, meaning rock, because Peter will be the rock upon which Jesus will build his church. Simon, that name means to hear, because he was loud and boisterous and stubborn and passionate and emotional. But those traits brought under the lordship of Jesus can become the solid foundation upon which a growing community of the followers of Jesus will look to for guidance and stability. Jesus names Simon into Peter, the rock. And what's fascinating is that in the Gospel of John, the author has done something unique with the naming of Peter. If you compare this naming scene with all the other Gospels in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, you'll find that Jesus gives the name Peter after Peter has confessed belief that Jesus is the Christ, that Jesus is king. But in the Gospel of John, this naming happens here in chapter one at the very beginning. And what's even more fascinating is that even though Jesus names him Peter, he never actually calls him Peter. And for the rest of the Gospel of John, Jesus calls him Simon Peter. Even the author, when narrating, uses the name Simon Peter, that is until the very end. After Jesus has died, after Jesus is risen, after Jesus reestablishes Peter as his disciple, that is the moment when the author of the gospel calls him Peter. And so why would that be? Remember that God changes the names whom he has called, and that calling is a process. It's a journey of living with and living up to our name. It is a journey with Jesus, and it is a journey that takes time. In the Gospel of John, Simon is named Peter at the very beginning, and it takes 20 plus chapters until we see him called Peter. The author does this because at the beginning, we are shown who he could be, that Jesus named him Peter, but Jesus didn't call him Peter because Peter still needed time to grow. Peter still needed those three years of serving beside Jesus. Peter needed to see and needed to learn who Jesus was. Peter needed to experience failure to see his own weaknesses. Also that Peter could become Peter. A man who was stubborn, which Jesus took and turned into passion. A man who was emotional and turbulent, whom Jesus took and turned into a solid rock. It took at least three years with Jesus. That journey was not easy, but it was not a burden. It was part of the process. And notice that once Jesus names Peter, Jesus never left him alone. Every step of the way, Jesus taught Peter how to become the rock. In the same way Jesus names us and is with us every step of the way, as we learn to live with and live up to our name. In my own journey of faith, I have experienced God naming me. I shared with you my name, Clara Hannah Kwan, which has a very significant and very symbolic meaning, one that I only fairly recently discovered. My name, Clara, comes from the root word clear, and Hannah is from the Hebrew scriptures, so in Hebrew, Hannah means grace. And Kwan, which is my family name, written in the Korean Chinese characters, that character means authority. And so the name that God has given me through my parents, my name means one with the authority to make grace clear. I recognized God calling me to ministry when I was 13 years old at a summer church camp but in reality, God was calling me much, much earlier, even before I realized it, even without my parents realizing it. But that calling, this name that he has given me, has taken me my entire life to obey, to live up to. This is the faith journey and I could not have done it without Jesus. When I was younger, and I know that some of you might be thinking when she was younger, she was a baby. <laughs> when I was younger, I hated public speaking. I didn't like being in the front. I would much prefer to serve behind the scenes. And yet, by God's call and by grace, I am here. I'm here in a church that is many times bigger than the church I was just at last Sunday. And I could give you so many stories of how God has been with me, how God has taught me, how God has journeyed with me so that I could live with and live up to my name. And if I were to tell all those stories now, we would be here for hours. And I hear that there is a nice reception outside for us. I was called, I will, I will share this. For all of the setbacks and roadblocks, for all of the detours and struggles and discovering and rediscovering myself, Jesus has been with me every step of the way. Even when it didn't feel like it, for every good and bad thing that happened, I have come to trust that all of it was to teach me how to live with and live up to my name. I was called to ministry when I was 13. I am now in my mid-30s. Literally, I am 35 years old. And so it took 20-some years and still counting to learn how to live with this name that he has given me. And I stand up here not because I suddenly love the limelight now, but because I know who God has called me to be, to take up my authority to make his grace clear. And so each and every morning, I pray that the words that come out of my mouth are not my own, but are from God, and they make his grace clear to all whom I meet. And so trusting that God is speaking through me, I share this with you. Jesus is calling you. Jesus has a name for you. What is it? And where is he leading you so that he can teach you how to live with it, how to live up to it? Jesus both gives us our identity and then walks with us, teaching us how to live up to that name. And this is the very definition of grace the very power of the gospel, and the meaning of redemption, for being called and given a new name, a new life, one in which we journey with Jesus. Consider who Peter was before meeting Jesus. And I will tell you that I was a shy little girl that wanted to hide away from everyone. But Jesus called me. He gave me my name my identity, and even more than that, Jesus has walked with me every step of the way until I got here, standing before you all, excited to share in this journey, and so as I close in prayer, I ask you, I invite you to consider what is the name that God has given you, and it might not be your given name. You see the image up here, this is a tree. This is also the name that God has given me, a spiritual name. For I am a tree that is planted by the living waters, whose leaf will always be green and will not fear the drought or the heat. And so what is the name that God has given you? Will you trust that God will be with you? He has a process through which you will grow and guide you into that identity. I pray that we will all have the ears to hear Jesus calling us by name, that we would be bold and courageous enough to follow. Join me in prayer. O God, who calls us from death to life, who calls us by name, you walk with us, and we praise you for such unmerited and unending grace. We pray that it will be the source of our obedience to walk this journey of accepting, of living with, and living up to the name that you have given us. We pray for your spirit that empowers us and emboldens us, that as we we live into the name, into the identity you give to us, that we might be genuine disciples of Jesus. We pray for your blessing. We pray that you would open our hearts, that we might journey with you and bring others along in the journey too. We lift all, this thing, all these things to you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.
0: Claire, we thank God that you are in our midst uh, to help us to see grace more clearly. Thank you so much for your gift of being here and we thank God again for your gift of your presence with us and your leadership. We are called to bring grace into our community and be very clear about that. And we have this past week as we have served uh, the many families through our Vacation Bible School. Next week, we also have an opportunity to touch the lives of many families through our uh, Summer Lunch Club program in partnership with Gren, Gahanna Residents in Need. I want to thank all of the servants who will be preparing, delivering, and serving meals this week. We will be preparing uh, lunch for 230-plus individuals each day. This is about 100 more um, than last year. The need is great even here in our community. Um, We ask that you be in prayer for those who will be serving and for those being served this week. And um, You know, it is going to blow past our budget a little bit. Um, so if you would like to continue your generosity in helping to support this vital ministry in our community, you can give online at stonybrook.church slash give. Look for this uh, Summer Lunch Club or you can write a uh, summer lunch and a memo line on a check to contribute to this important ministry. Friends, it is now our responsibility, in fact, it's a privilege for us to be able to give back to God a portion of what God has entrusted to our care. I invite the ushers to wait upon us as we offer our tithes and our offerings this day. from you comes every good and perfect gift. We give you praise and thanks for your mercies. Your goodness has created us, your bounty has sustained us, your patience has borne us, your love has redeemed us. Give us a heart to love and serve you and enable us to show our thankfulness for all of your goodness and mercy by giving up ourselves to your service and cheerfully submitting in all things to your blessed will. We pray all of this through your Son, Jesus Christ, who lives and prays with us. Amen.
2: May the everlasting love of God, the creator, and the abundance of grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior, and the presence of the Holy Spirit be with you as you go forth in the name that God has given you, so that you might live up to it. Amen.